재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Did you know? 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 Hello, welcome back to Korea Escape on TBS EFM 101.3 MHz in Seoul and its surrounding areas. My name is Seung Koo and I'm filling in for Kurt Asian. Did you know? Well, we think it's about time you did. Here with me to let you in on the secret is Seoul Global Center Communications Officer Michelle Kang. Every week, she educates us on the minutia of life in Korea, the kind of stuff that many people wish they had learned sooner. Welcome back, Michelle. Good morning, Seung. So today we're talking about Korean Olympic heroes who became legends. Mm-hmm. Um, Olympics, it's an interesting topic in Korea because it's something that so many people get excited about. That's right. Uh, nowadays, probably lots of uh, office workers, they have to stay up all night to watch some games. So they might have a ha- hard time to just go to work. <laughs> <laughs> And they still have to work in the morning. Huh? Of course. Mm. <laughs> My uh, first memory of the games is actually from the uh, the 88 Olympics, actually, mm. because it was obviously hosted here in Korea. Right. And my mother was actually volunteering for the game. Oh. As a translator, and and I, I remember it was such an interesting time to be here. Okay. Uh, do you remember the games at all? Um. Yeah, I uh, remember the opening ceremony, um, and then how a little young um, boy was. Just, oh my uh, god! Yeah. The, I don't know how uh-huh. to call he it. He was but pushing this wheel. Yeah, that's around right. the stadium, mm-hmm. and then and it started to form the Olympic logo i think i right? think so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's a very iconic moment <laughs> so we're going to talk about olympics today as everybody knows the real olympics is in full swing and many athletes are competing in the spirit of fair play we see new heroes and champions rise up and becoming legends mm-hmm. uh who is the first korean athlete that we, we would like to talk about today um i'm sure you watched um this game saying uh, korea has been dominating the women's team archery oh my god koreans are <laughs> incredibly good at this right mm-hmm. this and also the air guns Yeah, that's yeah. right, right. So this uh, archery team competition event was introduced in, in 1988. And then since then, the Korean women have never lost a match at the Olympics. And then archery competitions are all over this year. But the first Korean Olympic legend I'll introduce is the best Olympic archer of all time, Kim Soon-young. Ah, I think I remember this name. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. What was her uh, debut like at the Olympics? you remember? Yeah, she made her Olympic debut in uh, 88 when the Olympics were held in Seoul, Korea. Um, back then, the star of the Korean team was her, Kim Soon-young. Okay. Because she won two gold medals in archery. Um, she, you know, has been shooting since she was nine. And at first, she started as a part of an after-school program, but obviously she was an archery prodigy. So mm. after only one year, she took part in a regional competition and won silver there and then she made the national team at the age of only 16. Incredible. (laughs) So she won two gold medals uh, at some other international um, events and then finally she won her first Olympic gold medals in both the individual and team events at the 1988 Olympics in Seoul when she was 17. 
and uh, she won more medals in other Olympics after then. Uh, 92 Olympics in Barcelona and the Sydney Olympics in 2002. And it appears that she was also named the female archer of the 20th century by the International Archery Federation. That's right. That is no small feat. <laughs> mm. What are some things that maybe you can tell us about her performance or any particular uh, special characteristics or nicknames she had? Okay. Um, well, many of you guys might be wondering how good Kim was. Um, in it's a little hard to get a sense of this, right? right. Just by listening to radio. Right, that's right. Mm. Um, Seung, are you familiar with these rules and regulations in archery? I'm events? actually not. You're not? Um, back in the day, like um, in Olympic archery, rules have changed so many times. And mm. then there's a rumor that um, Korea has been dominating the archery for a long time. So it's commonly said like the rules have changed to hold back the archery powerhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. back uh, in, in 1988, um, the format introduced was a grand feeder, which was shooting 38 arrows over four rounds. Okay. And uh, Kim shot nine arrows at 30 meters, and she got a perfect 90 points. So uh, 10 points 10 for points. each arrow. That's right. right. And then target moved to 50 meters, and then she shot six of the nine arrows in the 10. Hmm. So... Um, she actually after two Olympic competitions she retired uh, she began to raise a family mm-hmm. but uh, she just changed her mind and she made the Olympic team again in 2000 after only eight months of intense training and then she won bronze in individual and gold medal in team competition mm, I really wonder maybe there was some pressure on her to come back because she's such, such an amazing archer mm-hmm. and clearly a very valuable addition to the team I think so too mm-hmm. but uh, she got the uh, nickname the Viper <laughs> um, after international competitions mm. she was only a high school student but she stayed cool and calm and so confident at all but in Korea uh, she's called Archer God or Shin Gong mm. mm. Yeah, I think a lot of these archers are kind of known for having the nerve of steel. Mm-hmm. Right? There are some interesting stories about how the athletes train by going to the cemetery yeah, that's in right. the middle of the night. Right. And that's how you um, try to cultivate your tamnyok, mm-hmm. the ability to withstand pressure. That's right. Mm. <laughs> okay, so um, what is she doing now? Now, um, she's worked as a commentator uh, and administrator, um, and then she's been teaching archery around the world. But interestingly, um, recently, the king of Saudi Arabia wanted his granddaughters to compete at the Olympics. <laughs> so he's called on a Kim, and now she's been um, selected to coach two Saudi, prince- Saudi princesses to send them to the next Olympics. That's um, such an interesting and amazing story. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, sports really brings people together from around the world. Um, Here we have Saudi princesses with a Korean archer. (laughs) But also, it's a time when I think the two Koreas come together and try to set aside their differences. We have seen some indication of this at the Games in Rio as well. Right. Uh, the photo of the gymnasts from South Korea and North Korea. Did you see, of course, the selfie? Yeah, the selfie. Mm-hmm. Right. It's been making the round, and I think even the BBC reported on this. Mm-hmm, so. Right. Mm. Um, the, the two athletes put aside the national differences, and that was really heartwarming. And then oh, uh, we have another story similar to this. Um, Korea is also a strong team in table tennis. Mm-hmm. And in table tennis, there have many great players and great matches. But many Koreans would still remember this united 
Korea team mm. made up of uh, North and South Korean players. Uh, this team competed in the women's team tournament at the Chiva World Tennis um, Table Tennis Championship in 1991, and the joint team won gold. And South Korean table tennis legend and Olympic gold medalist Hyun Jung-hwa teamed up with a North Korean uh, ping pong star Lee Boon-hee. Mm. Uh, of course, they couldn't have probably communicated as freely as they wanted. Um, but as they trained for over a month and then game by game, they built up some friendship. Mm. And then this uh, friendship became known to many people. And then before they said goodbye to each other, um, Hyun Jung-hwa actually tried to give a letter and a friendship to bring with their names engraved um, to her North Korean partner as a present. But uh, North Korean player actually didn't receive it, saying, I already received a ring with my heart. Wow. Uh, I think it's because um, North Korean government probably has been monitoring her. Right, and maybe she needs to be very careful, mm-hmm. otherwise she may face uh, consequences when That's she goes right. back home. Right. Um, there is a very famous movie made about this friendship. Sure. And, and it starred uh, Peduna mm-hmm. from the... The 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 series uh, Sense8, I think, uh, right? Uh, right. The Korean so, actress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, Peduna and Hajiwan, the movie, right? Okay. Uh, English title as one. As one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very moving story, and of course, Olympics are not just about the about friendship. It can also bring about love. <laughs> mm. Right. Some athletes find love in sports itself. Uh, and then there's a ping pong romance. Um, it was a love beyond borders. Uh, Korean male former table tennis player An Jae-hung, he medaled at the 88 Olympics. But what made him even more famous was his wife, Zhao Jimin of China, a former world champion of women's table tennis. Mm, this is such a famous romance. I, mm-hmm. Even I remember reading about this as a child okay. in Korean news. Papers. Right, oh. right. Um, they met each other at uh, tennis championship, I mean, table tennis championship in Pakistan in uh, 1984, but they had a crush on each other. So it was a love at first sight. So how did they even pursue this uh, relationship? Right? Um, as far as I know, An Jae-young uh, couldn't really speak any Chinese, of uh-huh. course. And this uh, is before the, the days of the internet, so obviously <laughs> you can't just send emails. That's right. So um, f- at first, An Jae-young wrote a poem in Chinese and then they gave it to her. Uh, that touched um, her. Mm. And then they exchanged letters. But then it was very difficult because back then it was the time of the Cold War and in Korea and China, uh, the two countries did not have diplomatic relations yet. And in then, fact, um, yeah, the Chinese government actually opposed this relationship. That's right. Mm, mm-hmm. Which is why they had to go through such interesting experience to get married. That's right. So, um, well, actually, Zhao was worried if letters they exchanged would be all censored. And then China was anxious to avoid any situation that would annoy North Korea because it was uh, it's a lie back then of course so uh, they were forced to lie to the press um, and uh but uh, there was a secret support, so they finally actually um, get married in a third country, Sweden. Yeah, such an interesting story. <laughs> well, that's it for today's Did You Know? Thank you very much, Michelle. Thank you. And we will be right back.